0: We're getting close, ever so close. The NFL season is almost a puck stop. Adam Beasley, star of the show, how do you feel about the NFL season being almost a puck sus? <laughs> uh,
1: We are taping this. What is today? Tuesday? Uh, nine days from right now, I will be uh, stocking up my beer with all kinds of uh, frosty beverages. And getting ready to watch the opener, I cannot wait, Armando. It's going to be a little rough to start. I think the product is going to be a little bit of an eyesore at times, but who cares? It's football. Who cares? It's football. And, you know, I think it's going
0: to be a lot better than what everybody thinks. What do you think about that? I love a contrarian. Let's hear it. No, no. I just, you know, look, I, I watch the Dolphins um, with you. I watch not next to you by any means, but... With you, I watched the Dolphins' scrimmage, and it wasn't horrible. That wasn't terrible. I mean, there was some issues, there's no doubt, but they didn't even wear to huddle. <laughs> 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 they came out of the right locker room exit. It wasn't like
1: a joke. It wasn't terrible. But Am you know wrong? What, but you're, you're not wrong, but you know what we did not see? What? Tackling. That's true. That's fair. But I think
0: that's going to be awesome. More, more offense, baby. <laughs>
1: I, think, I think you're going to see some, whoa, busted plays. I think you're going to – I doubt teams are going to be too crazy offensively week one. Uh, but I, I think plays that should go seven yards go 70 yards just because these guys haven't tackled. Look, I mean, when was the Super Bowl? February 4th or whatever it was? Yep. So you're, you're, you're talking, it'll be for most teams, certainly the Dolphins, seven months between live tackling. You, that's not something you can just snap your fingers and pick up. So, But I, I agree with you largely. And something else from the scrimmage, which feels like a lifetime ago, but it was only a few days ago, something else from the scrimmage that stood out to me was something that stood out to me the week before. When that team is without Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's a different team. And as crazy as it sounds, they need Ryan Fitzpatrick more now than they need Tua Tagovailoa. Certainly, Tua is the future, but if they want to win games in 2020, it's got to be with Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: Here's the thing. Ryan Fitzpatrick brings something to the Miami Dolphins that neither Tua nor Josh Rosen bring to the Miami Dolphins, and that is juice. He, When he steps on the field – the players get excited. They think something's about to happen. They believe that there's a possibility that it's going to be something good. When the other two guys are in the huddle offensively, you don't feel the same energy. You don't see the same kind of swerve. You don't. You know, it's it's not there. There's not this this juice
1: that Fitzpatrick brings. Do you think? And and we are at. We're probably on the second or third page of the Tua Tungabailoa NFL book. Do you think that's something that will grow with time with him, or that's just not in his personality?
0: I think that as any player gains confidence, as any player gain, and the, to do that, obviously, you have to gain success. You have to be successful and see yourself getting better and doing better to have confidence as – If that grows, if that kind of uh, resume grows, then that player can have juice. He really is. Some guys, look, last year, Kalen Balaj, for example, he talked a big game, um, but he was playing terrible, and the terribleness kind of multiplied on itself. He just – he couldn't stop the skid. It was an avalanche of bad because I think he lost his confidence. Right. And some guys, they just step out there knowing that they know that they know that it's going to be amazing. And sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. But the next time they come out there, they still – because they've had a certain degree of success – they know that they know that they know and they it's 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 kind of something that everybody
1: else around them feels. And and, and, and you're absolutely right, it's tangible with fits. Uh they, they won games last year, they had no business winning. Certainly the, the, the I mean Philadelphia beating the Eagles was was a wow moment, but that pales in comparison to going to New England on the last week of the season and shocking a team that needed to win that game to host playoff games through the Super Bowl, right? That was It was essentially New one season because we knew they weren't going to go on the road and win, and they didn't. Um, that, it, was, it was hugely, hugely damaging uh, for the Patriots to have to, to lose that game. And, I mean, God bless them. We, we both enjoy Adam Gase. We think he's fun. I didn't see Adam Gase's team go do that. I certainly didn't see a Joe Philbin team go do that, and 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 I think that was the first time the Dolphins had won in Foxborough since the Wildcat game. Okay, and 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 ninety five percent of that was Fitz. I mean, it was. If Fitz wasn't the quarterback that day, if Josh Rosen was the quarterback that day, they would have lost that game by thirty points.
0: That's fair. Uh, by the way, um, you know I love Adam Gase.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, they did in the final two weeks of 2016 go to New York and to Buffalo and games that they needed to win to get into the playoffs. They won them both. And I know that's not the def- you know the defending Super Bowl champion. It's not New England. But, you know. I mean, Those were big wins. You're right. Those yeah, were big wins. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 at the time – we had no idea that the dolphins could do anything like that. By the way, let me double back here, star of the show. Mhm. So, you're thinking that it's going to be terrible what the product that we see on the field?
1: I think is, you're going to see some things you wouldn't otherwise see. It's at the, the, start of, at the start of At the start of yeah, at the start of right. the season. I think you're going to see guys that are running the wrong routes, missed tackles. <laughs> You think that's just a Dolphins football game?
0: <laughs> no, 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 Now, compare that. Is it going to be worse than what we saw at the start of the 2019
1: season? Uh, it better not be. What was it, 59 to 10? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes.
0: I forget the, but forget the the score, the way that they played. I mean,
1: well, yeah, I mean, they, 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 they forgot Baltimore could throw the football. Like, they, they, they must have thought, they've gone to that game saying passes are not allowed uh, when, you're the, when you play the Baltimore Ravens because they played 11 guys in the line of scrimmage and Lamar just lit them up.
0: Yeah, they got out coached that day. But the, the
1: point is, uh, is it going to be worse? No, no, no. no. It's I, be I think better. I, I think they win. I mean, I, I, for, for as much as the Dolphins are going through, the yes. Patriots are a dumpster fire, not you know, not personality-wise because Belichick won't let that happen, but just the, who's on their offense? I know Cam Newton, you know, whatever, but he's they're going to have to they're gonna, they're they're going to have to shrink the package for him because he's had an off-season to learn an offense that Tom Brady learned over the course of a decade and a half, right? So they're not and and they're going to be able to call more things obviously because of his athleticism, but it's not going to be the the, the two hundred page. Uh, Josh McDaniel's playbook, just because the guy hasn't been there very long. And look at the weapons they have. I mean, Gronk uh, r- 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 gone. Uh, oh. Ju- Julian Edelman is 117 years old. Uh, is it Nikhil Perry? Is that, is, that, is that his name? Corey Dillon? Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. I was thinking of, I I, I, I matched up Nikhil Harry and Malcolm Perry. But maybe, maybe Nikhil Harry has a breakthrough this year, but... I mean, uh
0: Lagaret Blood?
1: No, he's not there anymore. Uh, uh Logan Mankins? Oh, that defense, oh my goodness. Yeah, we we think they have problems on offense. That defense has got like two dudes on it. Like like uh, not a joke. Uh, There might be more guys that started week one for the Dolphins last year on defense that I would take starting for week one for the Patriots this year, and that is not hyperbole.
0: Wow. 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 That's going to be interesting. So when we come back from this break, I am going to ask Adam Beasley a very special question, a very secret special question that he may be or may be not surprised about. We'll get to that right after this break. And the reason I didn't ask the question is I forgot it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. No, I remember. LeGarrette, um, what's his name? Furnett. Uh, okay. Okay? All right. All right. So we're back, and we're talking about the Miami Dolphins looking better, better Adam Beasley in the, in the season opener 2020 than they did in 2019. Perhaps the only team in the NFL. Who will look better after zero, you know, off season, no preseason, no no long training camp than they did last year? What do you think about that?
1: Yes, I think because that's because, absolutely. I think it's absolutely true. Right? I think that look, no, honestly, this is a team that is solid now. It's not spectacular. They they still need more weapons on offense. I would say, but let's look. There's. I think the Dolphins are two pieces away from winning the AFC East. And I think those two pieces are, as we speak at 335 on Tuesday, there for them to get. And, you know, we'll get news after we tape this. This is obviously conveniently timed <laughs> uh, before the waiver wire is announced. But LeGarrette Blunt, not LeGarrette mine. you got it in my brain. Leonard Cor- Fournette. No, Corey Dillon. Leonard Fournette to Davian Clowney. Those two players, if they're members of the Miami Dolphins, they would absolutely win the AFC East.
0: Well, you you kneecapped my special question. So,
1: <laughs> do you
0: believe that the Miami Dolphins should sign Leonard Fournette
1: what as, a, as yeah. an
0: available free agent?
1: Well, he's got a, he's I think he's clearing through waivers, right? Is, that, is yes. a, he, since he's a uh, he's a fourth year player, he has to be still be subject to the waiver Correct. process.
0: But so the four the million dollars,
1: who's going right. to pay that? The Dolphins are fifth in line. Um, they have a fair amount of the cap space still. Now, I know wow. the cap is severely shrunk next year. But if they, if they believe that Leonard Fournette is the one piece that separates them between eight and eight and ten and six, that's worth $4 million. That is worth $4 million to build yourself an offensive line that's built to run the football with three really good running backs they don't need Fitz to go crazy next year. They're, they're, they would they would average five yards a carry. Now I know you, you hear things coming out of Jacksonville. I'm sure you believe half of what you hear and you and half of what you don't. He's got some issues. Maybe Flores can handle that. Maybe Flores can be a strong personality to get him on the right track. Um, I, I I think he's got some upside, and I think he's he on this team would would. It would instantly make this team a playoff com- competitor. Well, let me just lay it out here right now so
0: that you understand where I'm at. I do not pay $4 million for Leonard Fournette. I'm okay. sorry. I think that is r- crazy ridiculous. And no one in the NFL wanted to pay $4 million and even a seventh round draft pick for him. And seventh round draft picks are like, you know, pennies. Mm -hmm. they most of them don't make it most of them are out of the league in three years no one told the jacksonville jaguars we will take leonard Fournette if you take a seventh round pick because they would have made that deal so why would anyone do it for the four million dollars he's a running back you can you i mean he is going to sign i believe for like $2 million on a one-year prove-it deal? Maybe. And that's going to include a ton of, like, you know, incentives that he's going to have to meet to get
1: to that $2 million. I think if it gets to that, and you're probably right, I think if it gets to that, the Dolphins don't have a shot then. Because he's going to want to go to a team. He he would be smart, to be honest, to, to wait until next week to see if any more injuries pop up if teams get desperate for a running back, uh, because then obviously you, you, you juice your own value uh, when there's, when there's de- demand for your supply. So uh, there's not a huge demand in Miami for Leonard Fournette. They will be good running the football with without him. They'd be better with him. Certainly he would make them a better football team. But it's not like, oh, my God, we're not going to be able to line up uh, in week one if we don't get a running back in here. Uh, and, and and I don't know if he particularly wants to come to Miami. And so my point is this. Sure, don't give up an asset for him. But if you were willing to sign him for one year, two million dollars, um, it, you, I know it's, I know it's it's an additional two million bucks, but take any of the mystery out of it. If, 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 if there's not a great, you you get a sense from his agent, there's not a great chance that he would sign with the Dolphins if he had his own choice. Maybe it's worth spending the extra two million bucks. I would say that there's as much, if
0: not more, a chance that he signs with the Dolphins' opponent the first week
1: mm-hmm. as he does with the Dolphins. Oh, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> and go through a buck fifty. I, am I wrong? No.
0: I mean, those people those people in New England, they do evil things. And they do it often to the Miami Dolphins. Correct. Not, not last December, but you know what I'm saying? Or last January. Um, Also, Chicago has been mentioned as a team that he might end up, you know, with. I I see all of that, and none of it
1: tells me absolutely the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it would – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you would pay a premium to make sure you get the player. Uh, And and if they don't value him enough to pay that premium, I understand. But I, I will say this. If they fix their running game, which they're probably 80% of the way towards doing, and they fix their pass rush, which they're probably about 60 65% of the way doing, that is a team that can line up and play with anybody. Because if you're going to run the football and get pressure on a quarterback, you can be in every game, even if you're playing the Chiefs. You might not win those games, but you'll give yourself a chance to win. And that's why it gets me back to the original point. I think Furnett and Clowney on this team would make this team as good, if not better, than anybody in the AFC East. Yeah, um,
0: so the chances that Brian Flores is able to recruit Jadavian Clowney uh, as he tried to do last year
1: are what? I mean, again, it's, it's what the market will allow. I am stunned. It's September 1st. And he still doesn't have a football team. I am stunned. Um, I, I thought at the beginning of the camp somebody would have an injury and all of a sudden, boom, he'd have a job. Uh, he must be holding out for a number. But here's the thing, Armando, you can hold out for that number, and if there is not a market for that number, you're just costing yourself money. Because if you wait till week two, week three, week four, you're not going to get anywhere near what you might have gotten right now if you had signed. So I think this weekend, this coming weekend, is going to be instructive. You mentioned the insanity that led to that that 49-point shellacking in in week one last year. And part of that insanity was – they traded Laramie Tunsil. They traded Kenny Stills. They traded Kiko Alonso. They brought in. They 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 cut. I mean, literally everybody that had a sack for them in the preseason they cut. I mean, they, they their, their, their roster was turned upside down eight nine days before the season started, and they you know they were caught unawares. Is it going to be to that extent this weekend? No, I don't think any team is in the position the Dolphins are in now. But there will be movement. There will be a bunch of players that are still cut. The Dolphins are going to cut guys. They're going to hope come back, to come back in the practice squad. But if they're at a position to need and they're good enough for another team, they're going to get claimed on the fifty-three. It's just going to be what it happens. So uh, every year, more and more trades have become an important part of the NFL offseason. And you know this better than I do. But for decades, trades were like, ah, the NFL. We don't we we trade draft picks maybe, but we don't trade players. That has changed. That has completely changed. Uh, with how teams construct their roster, and I think you're going to see a lot of that in the next, say, 72, 96 hours.
0: The Dolphins tried to trade a guy within the division? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they did trade a guy within the division, and he was broken.
0: <laughs> well, imagine, imagine imagine, what the Miami Dolphins really think of Kalen Balaj, that they traded him to a team that they're going to play twice this year. That's like saying... He is so bad that we don't care that we're going to play against him twice this year. He is so bad that we don't fear him
1: at all. And, and the Jets, I mean, people were just pulling their hair out that, that, that uh, Joe Douglas would give up a, uh, an asset or a potential asset if he made the team uh, for, for a player that we saw with their own eyes was not good. But he did that on intelligence that somebody ahead of him in the waiver number was going to claim him. Like I, the, the rumor was the Cleveland Browns were going to claim Belize, and that's why the Jets had to trade for him to make sure they got him on their team. All these things are insane to anybody who's actually seen him play. But, yeah, if, if there's a market for Caleb and Belize, there's going to be a trade market for a lot of people in the next four or five days.
0: So before we wrap up, I've got to say something that is going to be controversial. I have experienced – saying controversial <laughs> things, <laughs> Adam Beasley. I have experience with this. You're going to hate it, but I'm going to say it. I don't think Jadavian Clowney is all that. Mm. I I I mean, I don't see a $10 million player in Jadavian Clowney. I don't, I don't, and I certainly don't see a $15 million a year player in Jadavian Clowney. Uh, am I wrong? I'm wrong. wrong, am I? He,
1: he is not going to give you 15 sacks. That's just not the, the player he is. But he is really, really good in the run game. And that's something the Dolphins, we have seen for years, struggle to set the edge. He is very good at that. Now, if the Dolphins have confidence that the edge defenders they have now are enough, no, he's not worth $10 million. He would be – like the, the rotation uh, – of the, the defensive line rotation of him, Agba. Shaq Lawson, uh, Christian Wilkins, and Raquan Davis, those five guys, you rotate them in passing downs, and you're going to have a lot of sacks. And you're going to have a lot of – you're going to have a much better run defense. You're going to have a good defense if, you, if those are your five. But, again, you're right. What's the number? If I'm sure that there have been phone calls between the Dolphins and Clowney's people and every team in the Clowney's people who want him as, on their team. But if he's not willing to take a reasonable contract, he's not going to get signed.
0: He started 11 games, played in 13 last year. He had three sacks. Mm. He had 21 solo tackles. Mm. So, <clears throat> uh, you know, good player.
1: Let's, 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 let's set the line, the over-under line. What do you think the one-year blank million-dollar contract will be? Uh, I assume he's down to 10. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think it's less than that at this point. I mean, especially, especially when, when, when he started down this road of thinking he was, a you know, a, one of the highest paid defensive ends in football, there wasn't a pandemic. Like, right. you, the, everyone thought the salary cap was going to keep going up every year. Uh, I mean, if say you give Clowney $10 million, that's $10 million you cannot use next year when you might Correct. need it. Correct. So, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's probably like seven. I think that's probably the number for him now.
0: Probably, but he's still a 10.
1: (laughs) And that's why he's not signed. (laughs) Right. that's, That's why he's on the couch, as
0: Cameron Wake used to say. All right, folks, that's it for today. We appreciate you joining us on the Dolphins in Depth podcast. As always, star of the show, Adam Beasley, is here to tell you everything you need to know about the Miami Dolphins. And I am here to carry his clubs. Uh, As I always do.
1: So thank you for joining us. Join us again next week. Next week, we'll be previewing an NFL regular season football game. I can't wait. Can't wait!